All right, welcome back to a brand new edition of the EPB broadcast. I'm your host, uh, well, I guess I'm hosting today, it's Joel Jackson. Uh, you can catch me at Boomer4568 at Twitter, um, Instagram, uh, and also we do have a new podcast home as well, so uh, we'll tell you about that in just a little bit, but welcome back. We've got kind of a lighter show today than than the, uh, than the, the first three serial numbers that we dropped. The first three serial numbers are actually available now, so if you missed any of them or you just want to go back and, uh, you know, have a laugh, think a little bit, or what have you, you can, you can go on our, our new home that we're going to announce here in a second. But um, otherwise, you can catch us here. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter. You can catch us on Instagram, uh, Periscope. Uh, you can catch us if you want to leave us a voicemail. You can leave us a voicemail. We still do have that option as well. The phone number for the voicemail, if you want to leave us one, is 281-968-9056. Once again, that is 281-968-9056. So, uh, as always, I'm here with my three really good friends who are uh, sweating it out up in Memphis. Um, got uh, my, my guy Ted, uh, my girls Bridget and Nisha. How y'all doing this week? I'm good. You straight. Relaxing. Uh, Summer's almost over. I'm looking forward to some cool winds sometime in my near future. Shit, October. (laughs) (laughs) For a long ass. (laughs) It's probably gonna be November here. I mean, we we hit we're going into our third week and it's been triple digits all all the time and we haven't had a drop of rain in weeks. So we down here. Do what? Not since y'all had the floods. Yeah. No, not since we had. It was like we got all the rain at once. Damn. And uh, and now we just we just out here. I mean, damn grass is just growing brown. Uh, you know, we got water restrictions now, so it's it, it's a little crazy, but we'll we'll be all right. So it wouldn't be so bad, but you know, here in Houston, it's the, we get the humidity too. So on top of it, so not only is it 100 degrees outside, but we got like 80% humidity, 90% humidity, so it's just unfreaking bearable. So uh, anyway, uh, Ted, why don't you go ahead and tell us where uh, about our new uh, our new uh, our new home for the podcast? All right, the new podcast home is going to be Podbean. Uh, if you go to Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com, you can search us. We are the EP broadcast, not EPB broadcast, but EP broadcast. You can look us up and follow us on Podbean. Uh, we also have a new website. Um, it's still under construction, but that website is um, the EPBbroadcast.com. So it's a uh, EPB, the, no, I'm sorry, it's EPBthepodcast.com. Again, that's EPBthepodcast.com. And it's still under construction. We got a little work we're still doing, but it's pretty much up and running. Um, and again, I'm Ted. You can follow me on Instagram, Tedrick1914. That's T E D D R S E K1914, as well as Twitter, I'm Eclectic1914. So, uh, yeah, you can catch me there. Word. That's good. All right, ladies. Um, Bridget, uh, where can the people follow you and what you got on your mind today? Um, you can follow me on Twitter. My Twitter name is BGRS. Um, we have a Facebook fan page for the podcast. If you just search EPV Podcast on Facebook, you should be able to find us. 
um, press the like button for more information so I can stop posting this stuff on my Facebook page. <laughs> I'll be dead serious when I say this information will self-destruct in a few hours. So I put it up there so you can find out about it. Then I quickly take it down. Um, and also you can follow me on Instagram. Of course, it's still locked. So <laughs> it's BGRS. Um, on Instagram as well, so. And I'll turn it over to Anisha. Okay. I guess you ain't had nothing on your mind. No, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. Um, this is Anisha. You can actually catch me on Twitter. I am slowly getting back to Twitter. <laughs> um, it is at Beige Supreme. You can also follow me on Instagram at Beige Supreme. Um, and that's about it. I don't have anything going either. Just ready for this episode. It's going to be a good one, so I'm excited. I'm really, really excited. Well, since Bridget mentioned uh, taking down uh, her information on Facebook every time she posted it, <laughs> that made me think about when Anisha posted the link to the podcast <laughs> to the first episode on my on my page. <laughs> Everybody was on my page. I mentioned the, uh, the podcast, and I told them to go to Twitter and follow us. And so everybody's like, where's the link? Where's the link? And then here comes Nisha posted the link. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so I had to go back and delete it because I'm I, I got parents of my kids who follow me. Oh. I don't even know what talking about. Mr. 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 <laughs> well, nah. Uh-uh. <laughs> self-destruct. <laughs> this message will self-destruct in two hours if right. you don't know. Now you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, like I said, we, we have a lighter show today. Um, you know, we, we only have two topics, but uh, they're pretty good topics, and we're going to have some fun with one of them. We're definitely going to have some fun with the other. You know what? We're going to have fun with both of them. So, yes. uh, just, just, you know, keep it locked here, and uh, we'll be right back. Oh, come on, baby. Please, please. Come on. Don't tell nobody. Come on. We could have did it by now. Come on. Come on. Welcome back. Uh, this first segment, the Barbecue Pit, is sponsored by uh, Strawberry Beer. Damn, <laughs> 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 uh, We're not gonna say who is who is in in, in um, enjoying that beverage, but we'll just say that it is being enjoyed right now by a few of us. Not gonna say any names, mm. but uh, if you would like to sponsor the EPB broadcast, we are available for uh, sponsorship opportunities as well. So just putting it out there. You go set up a, uh, a GoFundMe page real quick. Man, for real, let me send a sub. Uh, yeah. Donate button, I ain't playing. Look, I, both I, got I know, right? Like, 
like ha- hashtag, hashtag Anheuser Busch. You know, we we'll see you. So, um, speaking of beer and, and billionaires, we're the barbecue pit this week. Uh, we're going to discuss the Republican debates. Um, this past Thursday, Republican debates were, were held in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, they had two separate debates. Uh, Fox News were the host of the debates. Uh, the way they had it set up was they had the they had kind of like a more or less a I want to say the, the the second team or the B team, but pretty much the B team of the Republicans were uh, were first. It included Carly Fiorina, uh, Rick Perry. Um, um, I'm not going to say his 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 I'm going to say his government name, which is Paiush Jindal. Uh, and a few other cast of characters. Um, and then we had the main event, the main attraction, which was the, the actual debate, which had the front runners in the Republican primaries. Now, it included the likes of Dr. Ben Carson, uh, Ohio Governor John Kasich, former Florida Governor Jeb Bush, um, Senators Rand Paul, Marco Rubio, and my, my boy, my favorite, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Letting the chopper sing, sing, sing. So uh, let's get into this Republican debate. Uh, I guess you know, let's go ahead and get some initial thoughts, guys. What are, what are some of y'all's initial thoughts? Uh, <laughs> I'll let you go first. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I, I, try, I didn't watch it Thursday night. I had to catch up on it. <clears throat> so I tried to watch a little bit of it this morning. Uh, and I only got through like the first 48 minutes and I, I couldn't take it anymore. But uh, <laughs> Donald J. Trump, that, is, that the chopper sing all t- <laughs> That man, that, I mean, just from the jump, he was just from the initial question, he was ready to go. So, uh, yeah, I, that, that's, I don't know what one word I can use to describe it. It was just, it, it, it was interesting. I'll just leave it at that. Favorite word, interesting. It was interesting. <laughs> well, it, it was a it was a circus. I mean, that's the way I described it. It was a it was a circus. It it was uh, you know, it wasn't even a full circus. It wasn't quite three rings. It was like a ring and a half. Uh, you know, like some of the trapeze artists were kind of you know slipping a little bit. You know, maybe they were hanging on by like you know two or three fingers. Uh, <laughs> you know, elephant didn't want to uh, stand on his high two legs. It just kind of laid there. Um, you know, I mean, that's kind of how, that's kind of how it was for the most part. Uh, it was just kind of, you know, a bunch of talking points. Um, I mean, every once in a while they, you know, a couple of them did get into it with each other. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. with some, some history, uh, some back history with, with those, but you know, for the most part, it was just kind of, except for Donald Trump, who, you know, quite frankly, the ratings went, were through the roof and he was the real reason the ratings were through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, I mean, it was, uh, for the most part, it was just kind of blah, Yeah, I think. I think so, uh, if you were looking at the debates or if you're trying to be aware of where the <clears throat> candidates stand, you really were lost. Like, I mean, that's just for me personally. I just didn't. It was, like, all over the map. It's like if I really was wanting to be an informed voter, I wasn't informed of shit. <laughs> like there was nothing but like theatrics and, and uh-huh, uh-huh, and yeah, and just like 
Trump was like on the attack. He was like one of those little chihuahuas that you just trying to like, that's behind the gate like, and I'm like, oh my God, it was just, it was just too much. It was too much. And for, to be the conservatives that are supposed to be trying to better the state of the union or the state of the nation. I just think they just did a piss poor job out the bat. I mean, and for some people, this is their first impression. Like outside of all the, the talk and the hoopla, this is where I'm getting my first look. And that just wasn't, it wasn't hitting no shit. It just wasn't hitting no shit. Nobody made sense. I mean, you had a better discussion with the B team or the junior varsity team than you did with like the prime candidates. I'm just like, and it just, and if that's a testament of how our, you know, our citizens are, we got some stupid people out here. And these shoes not, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but like, like extra stupid. Cause no, no, it was all no's. My, my, I can't, I just can't. My can't can't. Yeah. The one person that was making the most sense to me was uh, was Ohio Governor John Kasich. Um, you know, he uh, said the, you know, about it, uh, you know, if his daughter were, you know, came out of the closet as gay, he would still support her, and you know, that was a good moment because, you know, quite frankly, some of those Republicans would probably kick her, you know, kick their daughters to the side if they did something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he 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 made out of all of them, he probably made the most common sense. He was definitely the most sane of all of them. The problem is is that he ain't got a shot in hell of winning it. So, but uh, I just thought that was kind of a a interesting uh, uh, comparison as far as you know, like you you are interesting contrast because you look at him, he's actually trying to make you know common sense points, and then you have the other ones who are just you know like Ted Cruz who's just batshit crazy. Um, Ted, what you got? Well, you, you kind of hit on what I was about to say, but for me, I, I, I watched the, uh, I guess I watched the varsity team. I really didn't care about the junior varsity. I too didn't see Bobby Jindal for a minute, but hey, that's Bobby Jindal. But for me, the clear-cut winner uh, was just like you said, it was John Kasich. Um, he managed to stick to his conservative principles, but then he still displayed like, that common sense, like I, I have morals and values. And it's just like you said, they asked him about what if your daughter came home and, you know, it, you that she was gay like what would you do and he said well you know it's my daughter you know i still love her and he, he managed to you know express his, his uh i guess his his opposition to gay marriage but at the same time you know he also expressed his um his tolerance for gay marriage um so yeah for me he was the clear-cut winner and you could just kind of tell when he gave his answers he was honest like everybody up there is for shits and giggles, shits and giggles. They're telling you stuff just to kind of get a hand clap, crowd on the side. They're just trying to get like everybody motivated and show out. But he was really honest when he gave his answers, and uh, that's missing in politics. And I think that's one thing that stood out for me. Everybody else is always up there just trying to get a vote, but you know he was just being honest and telling you who he was as a person. Um, ben Carson. <laughs> where, where, where do I begin? First of all. I'll never forgive the Memphis City School System. <laughs> my teachers <were> making- <laughs> uh, that guy's ridiculous. Um, and, and it was funny because I, I posted that on my on my Facebook page during the debate. <clears throat> immediately, people were like, "Why is it because he's a Republican? You know, you, you're just being biased." And 
No, it's not because he's Republican. It's because he's an idiot. So, <laughs> Ben Carson, like, and I had to tell, I had to tell a friend of mine, like, you can't just watch the debate and solely make a decision based off the off the debate because, like I said, people just they're just throwing bullshit at you to to sound good and, and win votes. You have to follow the track record up until that point. And if you follow Ben Carson, even when he he made some kind of you know he made kind of just told everybody that he had thoughts about running for the presidency. Like, I just kind of started watching him, but he's been saying some really crazy shit in the news. Like, the first thing he, he compared, uh, oh, he said Obamacare was the worst thing that happened to America since slavery. Like, come on, dog. But where does that come from? Like, that shows how out of touch with reality he really is. Like, that right there, I didn't have to hear anything else. But then he goes on to say, uh, in another interview, he talked about how the Jews were uh, responsible for what happened to them during the Holocaust. He talked about how their inability to stand up for their beliefs and values were the reason that they were slaughtered in Kiko. And so, like, this dude has just been, he's just constantly just swinging and striking out every time he opens his mouth. Uh, he even made the comment one time that most men who go to prison come out gay. Oh, yeah. I remember. Like, come on, dog. Like, I don't know where he expects to get, vote, get votes from because white people are not voting As much as they love what you say, they're not to put another. They're not about to put another black person in office, especially when they got like eighteen other valuable. Uh, I mean, uh, eighteen other white people standing next to you who they can most likely put in the office before you. You lasted the list. I mean, I think Trump would get in with Ben Carson. Oh, I think Joe made a good comparison last week when he said Ben Carson is like this year. You know, this uh, season's Herman Cain. Absolutely. Absolutely. And where is Herman Cain now? Oh, Herman Cain sent him a shout out on the uh, on the debate. It was funny. He sent him a shout out on Twitter. He's wow. like, there, "There goes my brother, Doctor, you know, at Doctor Ben Carson." I was sitting up here like, "That's co-signing your failure, sir." That's it. exactly. <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't exactly a good thing. Right. Like, you just co-signed the fail. Right. Uh, and then you got oh my god, Bobby Jindal. Like we talked about this last time we we got together, but Bobby Jindal has to be the whitest Indian I've ever met in my life. <laughs> well, sorry, I haven't met him, but just I never understand how people get that detached from their from their culture and their society. Like that, you think that you're white. I, I told a friend the other day. I said, man, if uh, if Bobby Jindal was around when the Pilgrims came, Plymouth Rock, landed on Plymouth, Plymouth Rock, he would have gave him everything. It would have been no fight, no discussion. What you need? Oh, I got you. Like he's just a sad case. Um. And he's absolutely not going to get denied. He just needs to go back to Louisiana, post up, and you know, try to get that governor's position again. But now they trying to kick his ass out of Louisiana. He fucked up there too. Well, he can't run anymore anyway in Louisiana. But it's, it's pretty, he wouldn't get reelected. I can tell you that because I mean, as bad as the state is doing right now, uh, he wouldn't. There's no way he'd get reelected. So yeah, he asked out in all categories. He just go be Habib at Subway. I know that was racist. I'm so Whoa. sorry. Whoa. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but and then hold up. Let's talk about so when the varsity team got up there, they were they were asking questions. I just thought it was this is the point where actually I had to stop watching for a second, but uh, one of the questions was about the Black Lives Matter movement. And they asked the question, and literally, there was a 20-second answer, and they cut to commercial. 
Nobody else got to answer the question. And I was just like, wow. Like, you know, that's one of the biggest issues right now in the country, like this this whole police brutality thing. And I kind of, that's where I kind of pat uh, John Casey on the back because, you know, he was adamant about police officers needing to wear body cameras so we can be more informed about what's going on during these traffic stops. And when, you know, these people are losing their lives. But, like, it was like a 20 second answer. Like, that's all you get? That's, that's all oh, we get. And then the commercial, they went to uh, straight out of Compton, right? right. Like the next commercial right. after that. That was a very commercial right after they, because uh, Skywalker gave that, gave that one 20 second answer. And then they were like, we'll be right back. And then it was a preview for straight out of Compton. Jesus. And they spent a good 10, 15 minutes talking about illegals. I hate that fucking word, illegals in the country. And I was just like, good God. Lord, could y'all use another term? Y'all keep illegals, illegals. I'm like, this shit just, just don't sound right. Damn. It doesn't. And their take on immigration, I just. <sighs> and I, Trump, Trump was like, let's build a wall and put a nice little door in the middle of it. Right. Like, like this fucking Wizard of Oz. Like, like, <laughs> like it's fucking Caesar's Palace or something. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Like, well, welcome to America, Mexicans. And then, like, a big door in the middle. Like, what the fuck is he talking like, about? You be standing in front of the door like you Oz, my nigga? Like, what, are, what are you talking about? <laughs> and not even sidetracked from that, but just taking a step out of this to talk about uh, the view discussing Donald Trump and uh, Kelly Osborne saying that stupid ass shit. These are the people that are trying to like bash him, but it's like your views are similar. Like, right. <laughs> yet and still, like when you trying to call out the space, like the pot calling the kettle black, I'm like, but you see the same shit he see, you know? So it's like, it, it's just, oh, I just, I really want to move to Canada. I, I really, really do. Thank I just. You. I promise, I haven't watched it We haven't it. Cause I had to watch the Kelly Osbourne video like six times because every time she said, who's going to clean your toilet, you can hear the white girl next to her like, oh, no. <laughs> she was like, oh, no, you don't want to say that. But yeah, that, was, that was hilarious, man. She she had no idea what she was saying. What she, what she knew, but she didn't know how to mask it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I told y'all, the view need to get canceled. It, it, it has not mattered since Meredith. Who else was on there? Star Jones. No, nah, fuck no. I'm talking about the the first first. Oh, the beginning, oh. yeah, with uh, uh, Joy Behar. Yeah. And uh, who was the who was the blonde that was on there? That was a Hasselbeck. About Lisa Lane. That's who I'm thinking about. But you. No, nah, think- was, that was before Lisa Lane. Oh, it was, they had a they had another uh they had another lady on there too. She was on there. For Elizabeth like- Hasselbeck. Yeah. Ah, I can't stand that bitch either. <laughs> he was crazy. Yeah, she's still crazy. She's still crazy. Left for a job in Fox News. That's where she left. She she got a job. She had her own show on Fox News. And yeah, she with her people. Right. Yeah, she is with her people. But yeah, the the debate overall was just it was taxing. Just like sitting there and watching it is just exhausting. And listening to people spew bullshit was just exhausting. And trying to, I shouldn't have to concentrate that hard to decipher sense out of something that's supposed to be informative and it's not like I can even call Fox News out on it because that's what they're known for so it's kind of just like I can't say how dare you because that's they're stupid so it's kind of just like okay 
my question well how much time we got <laughs> uh, we still got a couple of minutes okay well my question was like i didn't get a chance to see the the, the debate but i saw a whole lot of people talking about donald trump bullying megan kelly i mean mm -hmm. was that little segment that happened like within the first five minutes is that what they were talking about because um, it's not really a book that didn't seem like he was bullying her yeah, I, didn't, I didn't feel like he was bullying her yeah, no, but I felt like I felt like, uh, and a lot of people felt like this too. Is it's, it was kind of like they went after Donald Trump, um, yeah, more than more so than anybody else. Yeah, you because know, one of the first questions they asked, basically, they wanted a commitment from everybody that was running that if they didn't win the nomination, that they would support whoever won the nomination and that they would not run as a third party candidate. Mm -hmm. Now, the only person that had has a potential to run as a third party candidate was Donald Trump. So basically, they said, "Okay, you know, if you if you do, if you do not want to make this commitment, raise your hand." And of course, Donald Trump was the only one to raise his hand. So, and then right after that, you know, like a, I think it was like maybe the third question after that, uh, Megyn Kelly asked Donald Trump specifically about, uh, you know, it's him saying, you know, he's called women, you know, fat pigs and disgusting, you know, in the past. And Donald Trump was like, "Oh, you're talking about Rosie O'Donnell," you right. know. So Trump just gave like no fucks, but you could tell that, you know, specifically Megyn Kelly took a lot of heat from uh, especially Trump supporters because they felt like that that she was going after him unfairly more than more than anybody else. So um, which I, I did get that impression, you know, um, that that she did and not only just her, but also Brad Bayer and Chris Wallace, who were the other moderators. I felt like, you know, more than anybody. They questioned Donald Trump on, you know, his, you know, being a Democrat once before, having more liberal views and, you know, years ago, like back in the 80s and stuff. So, I mean, they did kind of go after him a little bit more uh, than, than the others. But the ironic part, and I wanted to bring up the aftermath of it, um, you know, of course, Donald Trump made his his, <laughs> his comment to, on, uh, to Don Lemon, of all people on CNN, about, you know, Megyn Kelly having blood coming out of her ears or blood coming out of somewhere else. But it's, yeah, he, he said that the next night. Um, but it seems like Donald Trump, it's like he can't do any wrong. Like any other politician, stuff like that would probably, you know, like in their career or in whatever they're trying to run for, but it's, it's making him stronger. And not only is it making him stronger, but it's making his supporters more, you know, like even more emboldened too. Yeah, I mean, because they enjoy what he just gives no fucks about what he's saying. And I think that's why people want to vote for him, because people believe in whatever trash he got to say. They That's what the heart of America believes. And not even just that, but also I know a lot of the things that we felt with our current president was just that there are some things that he was maybe meek on where we felt like he should have been more aggressive. And since Trump is out the gate aggressive, people think like, okay, well, he's going to be aggressive about issues that we need him to be aggressive about. But if people really sat and listened, he has shit to say. So it's kind of like, what is he going to be aggressive on? It's like, Empty words, like is is is. I think eventually the Trump train will, it, it's going to stop. Um, even even after after the debate, they talked to a few people in the crowd who were Trump uh, supporters prior to the debate, and they admitted after the debate that you know the debate did nothing for his cause. Like he really had no points. 
he spent most of his time just going at other people, throwing dirt, and it was sort of like a soap opera. And so, I mean, even the supporters realized that, you know, he, he didn't have anything of substance. And so I think eventually that train is going to slow down. But for right now, I mean, it's entertaining and people are tuning in. It says the highest ratings for a GOP uh, presidential debate in, like, is it forever? Years? Yeah, in ever, yeah. And that's crazy because I just need to, I need the Republicans to just go back to the drawing board and be like, okay, look, we need to do something. Because they're not even unified, mm-hmm. which is... Further, I mean, it's 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 if if that's your goal, if your goal is to get a Republican in the office in the big seat, you got to be unified on some sort of stance, and none of them are unified. And it's just it's it's a mess. It's chaos. It's like a kindergarten classroom. I just yeah, I mean, because and that says a lot because it's like how many candidates running? Like we had ten for this debate alone hell i forgot ben carson ass was even up there and he said they forgot he was up there too they only asked like three questions yeah he mentioned that he was like y'all haven't really you know pointed any questions at me but you know we already know the deal with that it was because donald trump was the biggest draw there they Mm -hmm. want him to he he gives great sound bites even though they sound dumb as hell but he gives great sound bites so that's the reason why all the questions were, you know, geared towards him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just too many candidates. Oh, I, it's it's frustrating <laughs> just to try to. I tried to watch it. I really did, but I couldn't do it. And no. it's, I'm sad. I want Obama to run for a third time. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even like a hundred percent that. I'm not even seventy five percent that I want to vote for Hillary this time around. I mean, I, I don't know. It's still early in the game, so we'll As long as you vote. As long as you vote. I'm in agreement, you know, but just be, just think. I, I was just, you know, I don't care who someone votes for. I just want you to make a, you know, a logical decision because this person is going to affect the, the direction of the nation for the next four years. Right. So right. just yeah. just make sure you make an informed vote and just get out there and vote. So that is very important. So yeah, Any that's the main problems? thing. Just just you know, vote and not only just vote for in the national elections. Vote your your local and your state elections too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because uh, and honestly, your local and state elections have more of a direct effect on what happens to you than than the national elections do. Yeah. So, you know, the mayors and the governors and, and your state, you know, and city representatives, I mean, they have more of a direct impact. So so get out and vote, people. Vote, vote, pretty much vote for uh, any elections that you have. So, um, <clears throat> but that'll wrap that up on the Republican uh, debates. Uh, we will certainly, it is a long race, and we will certainly uh, keep our eye on that, or at least I will anyway. Um, but we're going to lighten it up on the next segment. Uh, we're going to go, we're going to actually go right into our car toys segment and we are going to have some fun, fun, fun with this one. So, um, so stay tuned everybody. We'll be right back. This is for my homies. This is for my homies. Well, well. See you when I get there in that gangster This is for my homies, well, see you 
Second Lord, listen to his homie. Could you tell him I'll never let go of his memory so his son will know? You don't have to cry no more. Cause God's got his back. I said, God's got his back. Everybody, welcome back uh, to the serial number four, the ATV Brock uh, podcast. You know, we uh, thank you for tuning in. We we do appreciate it. We do appreciate you guys uh, out there, you know, rolling with us and also uh, you know helping us to promote the show. You know, with your retweets and your uh, you know reposts and, and all that good stuff. We do appreciate it. And uh, you know, shout out to Subway. Uh, you know, we hope that you do it hopefully in the future decide to. Uh, be a sponsor of our show. We do enjoy your sandwiches uh, and all of your fine food. So this week, uh, we are going to do something a little bit different. Uh, we're going to go into uh, directly to our car toy segment. We're going to uh, skip to Mr. Pride because we've got something a little different uh, from what we've, we've normally been doing. We, we kind of wanted to do a little bit of a lighter show. Um, so this week, uh, and this was actually uh, something that we, we kind of had in the works for a little bit, but we decided to go ahead and do it for this week. Um, we're going to do uh, our favorite 90s R&B groups. Um, and to kind of talk about how we, how we pick the groups, um, Anisha, why don't you go ahead and, and uh, explain to how we came up with, uh, with the groups that we picked. Okay, so the criteria that we set were that we were doing 90s R&B. We could not choose obvious groups like uh, Boys to Men, Jodeci, and TLC because those are groups that were definitely present and viable during the 90s, like the majority of the 90s. So we just had to pick those groups that were, you know, there, that were impactful, but, you know, not on the same stage per se. So um, we did a collective five. We chose our top five collectively. And um, so we're going to jump into the top five. So number five, and these are in no particular order. They're not um, they're not, not scaled. They're not ranged. There's not one that was like the <laughs> ultimate. So we're just choosing our top five. And we're just going to discuss, you know, why we chose them. And that's about it. So let's get into number five. Number five is Drew Hill. Tell me what you <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do the bunny hop, but so Drew Hill, you know, it's uh the four, Cisco, Nokio, and the other two. 
Damn. <laughs> Damn. Really? Damn. Damn. And Woody, Damn. right? And I forgot the other one. Woody. Woody. <laughs> no one remembers them. Just call me off. Ask somebody else, though. <laughs> they ain't gonna remember me. Right. So, but Drew Hill was the shit. Drew Hill was the shit. Yeah. So, it's because I always... Am I at 45? Yeah, you are. Damn, my mic, man. I paid too much money for this. Like, okay. I always associate everything in life with music. Like, I know some of y'all probably the same way, but, like, when I think about, like, certain points in my life, I think about what I was listening to at that time. Mm -hmm. And I always remember when I fell in love with Drew Hill, it actually wasn't even their first album. It was the second album, Into the Drew. And so, uh... I never forget. I was pledging. I bet Sigma, go mob. Uh, <laughs> but um, so I was pledging, and I had just been taken to uh, Clarksville, Tennessee, to Austin P University, and uh, I just got the brakes beat off me, man, by this dude. Dang. So after we got done, he made me hop in the car with him to go to the store. So I hopped in the car, y'all, and this dude, his name was uh, Big Brother Rage. He was about, he was about five ten, five eleven. He was like 290 pounds of solid muscle with dreads down his butt, and he played linebacker for, his, for the college. He was huge. So we get to his car, and he pops in this CD, and he was uh, playing Into the Drew. And y'all, like this big dude started singing like, like one of the whispers. <laughs> <laughs> dude was humming, and I was like, what? But what's even more amazing was that the songs he was singing. I was like, damn, this just bumping. And so I ended up going back that uh, that night. When I went back to Chattanooga, I ended up uh, finding an album, and that album was all the hook. That was a good album. That was the album with Beauty on it. Yeah, yeah. that's my yeah. favorite song by Drew Hill. Mm-hmm. Indeed. When did Into Into the Drew come out? What year was it? Ninety nine, two thousand. I had to be like ninety nine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Well. Yeah, that was the end. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that was the last album, right? Cause uh, else they came out with no. They came out with the joint. Uh, what the name of it? I got it. And they had this. They actually had a single for it that was actually really good. That single was good, but that was like the two thousand four when it dropped, right? Was that the last album? Yeah, that's uh, the album I'm thinking about. After Into the Drew, the, the last album was called uh, Drew World Order. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. I had like a little, it was like a little bomb chopping. Yeah, that was kind of. I don't remember. I do. I remember the video for it. That was it. But yeah, Drew Hill was the, they was the shit. They was the mm -hmm. shit. Calling ass, uh, uh. Cisco! Yes, Lord. <laughs> Calling ass Cisco. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it was called, it came out in 2002. Yeah. But that was it. It was a rap. Damn, I thought they had more albums than that. No. They was the shit. They no, they didn't have... See, that's the thing is that with them and uh, with a couple of other people we, we picked too, it, it's not quality, or it's not quantity, it's quality. Yeah. You know, like, they, they had some... I mean, Drew Hill had some jams back in the day. Yes, they do. So. Yes. yes. All right, so uh, who else we got on the, on this list? All right, uh, number four... The ladies of in vogue. Yes. I mean, I remember for me personally being in my living room when it was like Saturday morning for cleanup. 
and you got your duty, you got your assigned room. Man, I, I was giving them something with that broom. I was giving them something. <laughs> 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 it didn't come out right, but you know. It came out just fine. Dude. You get the gist of it, but oh my God, those women were beautiful. They could mm-hmm. sing. Yes, I'm are. not sing. Sang. And they were just, I mean, it was amazing. Their voices, just everything. And it was just different. It was different from what I was used to because a lot of the groups were, I'm not saying that they didn't have sexual songs, but I think they did a remake of The Beatles yesterday. That was my favorite mm, song. Mm-hmm. Like, I just would be blown away. I was just hoping that one day I could just, I could sing like that myself. So, I mean, they were just gorgeous and they couldn't do wrong. I'm just, they couldn't do wrong. They damn Sandy was so fine. Who you say Sandy? Yeah, everybody thought Sandy was fine. Well, shit, all of them were fine. Yeah. If you want to be real. I wasn't a Don fan. Like, Don to me kind of, yeah, she looked kind of funny in the face. Like, I don't know. Like a gremlin. What was it good? Uh, oh my God. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I'm not one to talk about folks with tight eyes, but she kind of looked like that. Uh, she kind of, she kind of came from that, uh, from the same tribe that that the girl New York came from. Oh, oh my God! Shut up. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So my favorite Invoke song had to be uh either it was between Just Can't Stay Away and uh Don't Go. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those Yeah, it was one of the uh, I remember I remember watching uh Hold On on uh on Video Soul and my dad walked in and he was like, What's this you watching? And I told him it was I told him he, you know who the group was. He said like he looked at the T V and he like sat down on the couch next to me. <laughs> like we just watched, I remember we watched the whole video, and I had just bought that tape like not even a couple days before from Pop Tones, ironically, <laughs> and uh, and so I was I was like yeah I was like I just bought the tape a couple days ago. He was like he was like well let me borrow that tape so I can dub it. So <laughs> <laughs> so he went and dubbed the tape. So like he you know he was like you know riding around in his truck you know like uh, for probably the next year. And like when when WDIA wasn't hitting on nothing, he would pop that tape in, and we just be me and him would just be listening to, to In Vogue. That was, ended up being one of his favorite groups too. So uh, you know, so yeah, we you talk about you know like different, uh, you know, you remember different stuff about uh, you know like different albums and some of these groups, and I, I can definitely remember that because you know the the eye caught him and then the, the music caught him. So who was the dude that was in the video? Uh, who was that? The act. Mm. I, I wasn't paying attention to, to <laughs> that dude's in that video. <laughs> it was the black dude from Eight Mile. What's his name? The dude that was playing the trumpet. Nah, the dude in the uh. No, oh, you said the don't go video. I'm thinking about uh. Nah, I, was, I said the hold on video, the first single I had. What, what video am I thinking about? The joint where they were in the club singing. Uh, what's it gonna be? You talking about thinking, uh, giving them something he can feel? Nah, I'm talking about what's it gonna, what's it gonna be? Uh. Oh, uh, what's it gonna be? Oh, um, I don't. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's talking about. I just remember them showing how uh, in that video. I just remember them showing highlights from Set It Off and and oh, uh, Blair Underwood. You know, that's all the dude I remember from that video. Like oh, Blair Underwood looking at Jada Pinkett. You know. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm the unpopular opinion. I I never did care for this song. 
Oh really? I didn't I didn't care for the the song, I'll say it all. <laughs> uh, that's okay. We are, we are, we are okay. I'm gonna get hate mail. No, just playing. <laughs> <laughs> we all, we all, we all can't agree. <laughs> that's what makes us wonderful. We all can't agree. Luckily, we agreed on this list because, god damn, Man, I swear. I smoked yeah. five cigarettes and I don't even smoke cigarettes after I know. There was Makai Pfeiffer in the What's It Gonna Be video with Invo. Remember that? He was sitting on the front row and everybody was singing to him. Y'all remember that? Um, uh, no. I'll take your word. Yeah, we'll take back. Your, we yeah, 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 we have to go back and look at that. We got, we got to do some receipts. <laughs> we got to get the receipts. We believe you, though, for real. I, I yeah, we do. I don't remember. Yeah. Let's All do right, who else we got? Three. For number three, we got. The ladies of Jeanne. Yeah. They were. Yeah. Yes. Hey, Mr. DJ was just awesome. Ooh, sending my love. Oh, oh that's man. my jam. So, and I was telling Joel earlier, but so the crazy thing is, they, so both of their albums, they just had two albums. They had their first one, uh, pronounced Jeanne was the name, the name of their album. And the second one was Saturday Night. But if you've never heard Saturday Night, I don't recommend people to go buy a whole lot of albums. But that shit was so bumpy. I remember uh, a good friend of mine was trying to impress his girlfriend. And so one night he was like, T, can you make me a CD mine? He had cooked a dinner and uh, he had laid everything out. He went to pick up from the airport. So when he when he came back to his apartment, I had already set everything up. And so he said, make me a CD with some music on it. I took the last 10 tracks from the Saturday Night album and put on the CD and played on repeat. He woke up the next morning with her laying next to him in bed, whispering to him, asking, hey man, that city was so bumping. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was so excited. But man, that, that album, that group was phenomenal. Yes. They were amazing. I mean, very underrated. Most people are gonna uh, wonder why or how they made it to the top five. But if you've never listened to the albums, then you really don't have a room to justify why you don't think they should be in. But they they, they definitely deserve to be in. The reason yeah, they, why, well, well, the reason why I chose them, I think I, I don't know if I put them in my top five. I didn't. I put them in my top ten, though. Know, but um, they're really like the progressor, you know, for the uh, neo soul movement to me. They remind me so much of what neo soul sounds like today. Um, so since I fell in love with them, that's kind of the music I kind of tend to lean towards. So uh, yeah, I think they were. They were awesome. Even though they were a duo, we're going to still count them as a group. They cool. Yeah. Uh, they yeah, group. And, it's more than one as a group. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a group. And, and uh, you know, shout out to Jean Baylor, uh, you know, who was the, you know, people know her as the uh, as the, the light skin one from the group. But she's still, she's still performing uh, yeah, as a neo-soul artist. And, and uh, you know, so, and if you can't, if you if you need some good music on Spotify to listen to, she is definitely an artist to to um, to look up. So she's she's got some real good tracks, and you know, and I, I have uh, that, that uh, from Saturday Night. Speaking of of uh, the Saturday Night album, you know, Crush was my jam. I I remember <laughs> you know driving around TSU with Crush bumping in my uh, <laughs> bumping in my Nissan Maxima. Like yeah, dudes look at me like what? Then you know I had my I ain't gonna say that. I just feel like this. Crush was Crush was my jam back in the day, so that was, that was one of those songs I I constantly had. I had the whole that whole Saturday Night album on repeat, but Crush was the one the one song that that I really had on there. So so definitely shout out to them. 
And Jean actually, uh, it's funny you brought that up because she's still performing, but she actually has a song. It's called Morning Time. It's called Morning Time. And it's uh, one of her songs that she has. She's a, she actually has a clip of her on YouTube singing it. Mm. Amazing song. Amazing song. Just go look at it. Trust me, just go look at it. What a, uh, what a, what a dark skinned girl is. She just fell off. What happened? Nobody she's, uh, I mean, she still, she still performs too, but she's not as, she's not as, I mean, she still has her, her album, but she's just not into it as much as, I guess she's not touring as much as Jean Baylor is, because, you know, Jean Baylor hooked up with her husband, and, you know, they, they both are, um, you know, they're both are musicians, and so, and he produces a lot of her songs, uh, you know, she writes them, he produces a lot of them, she's still, I mean, she's still touring, but, you know, she's just not as, She's just not as active as as Jean Baylor is. Renee was her name. Okay. I can't think of her last name. But I know her first name was Renee. Okay. I'm glad you know their names because I didn't. <laughs> All right. So who else we got? Uh, so that's three now. So who else we got? All right. Number two, Mint Condition. Woo! Sorry, I got excited on that one. <laughs> I feel like this list wouldn't have been complete if yeah. we didn't have the condition. And they still kicking. That's the thing. They still mm-hmm. making great music now. Yep. Twenty yep. years later. And what's his name? I want. I'm gonna call him some totally awesome. <laughs> Stokely. Stokely. Who I'm gonna call that boy Smokey? <laughs> Stokely is a singing somebody. Man, what you said? What you said? Mid Condition is the quintessential band. They're like the they're like the earth, wind, and fire of our generation, pretty much. Yeah, that's a great that's a, That is, that yep. is definitely. Like you know, when you go to see them perform, you just don't go to hear singing. You go to hear music. You go to hear a band. Same way with in the same way with earth, earth, wind, and fire. So that's and that's what's missing in a lot of music today. You know, everybody goes to the studio. Somebody man creates you a track and you just sing over. But they are the, the quintessential band. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you if you ever get a chance to check out uh, to hear uh, Mint Condition in concert, you definitely want to go do it. Uh, I've seen them in concert a couple of times, and they are it, as great as they as their music is on 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 wax. It is much better in person. They they really do put on a show. I mean, the musicianship and the I mean the whole thing is it, it, it's a show. Uh, definitely check them out. I know they'll be in Houston uh, in September. I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to make it. Although I just said go check them out, but uh, uh, but definitely go check them out uh, because they they definitely put on a show. So and and you know back in the day, uh, you know, one of my favorite songs from them uh, was My Dear from the uh, they that was a song that was on the uh, what was that movie uh, Mo Money. Mm-hmm. It was also on their collection CD, the uh, the collection that they had. But that was one of my favorite main conditions. I know a lot of people would probably say, you know, uh, you know, breaking my heart, you know, slash pretty brown eyes. But my dear was that was my jam. Yeah, my joint was a uh, or my and this is gonna be played at my wedding if I ever decide to get married. <laughs> but I'm going with so fine. That is mm-hmm. my joint, man. And that's one song where Stokely just takes it to church, like he's screaming and hollering. But the song just. Production on this song is amazing. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. They, I mean, true, true musicians. You know, they, they, they did everything themselves. So, 
Uh, you know, definitely when you talk about 90s R&B, you, you, you have to include Mint Condition. If you don't, you, you're, just, you're, you're missing out. Yep. Alright, uh, and then who's the last person on our top five? Alright, the last group on our top five is Tony, Tony, Tone. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Man, their album, their albums were just amazing. Like, that was just a group that just, I don't know, it's just their vibe was just always giving life. Like, I've not, there's not a Tony, Tony, Tony song, Tony, Tony, Tony song that I've heard that I just didn't like, or I was kind of like, Slow Wine was my thing. I was like, oh, don't get you pregnant. What? <laughs> don't get you pregnant. So. I mean, they're just yeah, and, they're, and everybody anniversary like when your anniversary comes up, that's one of the songs that has to be played. It has to be still to this day. Yeah. Um, you know, even even like their up tempo stuff like feels good. You know, like you listen to it and you bob your head a little bit, no matter what kind of mood you're in. You listen to that song and it puts you in a really good place. Yes. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> My favorite song by them was uh, I know it's a. It's a single that was released by them, but whatever you want, woo, mm-hmm. Lord. Yeah. Anytime I hear it, I think when I leave here today, I'm putting it on Spotify and I'm gonna see it at ignorant ass levels. Sing it at ignorant ass levels, so only I can sing that loud in my car. People gonna pull up next to me like, damn, what's she jamming to? Girl, you know I can't go by. Ooh, that's my shit, dog. Call 622235. Wait a minute, dog. Did you just jump <laughs> on up out here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm back here doing the background, but like the baseline, and I'm just. Uh, you yeah. Back, like, what do you say? Oh, no, let me go back. What's the area code for me? <laughs> 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 oh. All right, so that's our top five, um, and uh, we're gonna say no in particular order, but you know, definitely those were uh, just about unanimous selections from all of us. So, um, you know, and then, um, all right, so do we want to go ahead and? But well, we'll do our. What are we gonna do next? So, somebody, somebody tell me about the song, the groups that we couldn't pick because we knew they were. <laughs> Damn, y'all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> think we're crazy for picking all these groups and not picking the ones that we know should be the top. Right. And, right. and that's the thing. Like, when we came, when we decided to do this and we decided to make a top five, the shit was stressful. We, right. ju- we just prefaced that the shit was stressful. Like, because there's so many groups. And when we started naming groups, like, oh, shit, that's good. Oh, shit, that's good. I was like, okay, y'all, let's. Collectively, because <laughs> there were so many great groups, and 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 let me just say, as a group, as the four of us, we've got exceptional musical taste. I mean, because like some of these groups, I was kind of like, damn, hey, even think about the, damn, I, you know. So I mean, we picked some great ones. You know, those were just the top five, but you know, on our list, I'm just gonna give a brief rundown. Um, Silk. 
Freaky, baby. SWV, H Town, 112, High Five, Black Street, The Ladies of Jade, Groove Theory, After Seven, Intro, Total, Shy, Guy, and Belle Biv DeVoe. Like, I mean, some of these I was kind of like, damn. I forgot about them. So, I mean, it was an exceptional list. It was hard. You know, the struggle was real. But, I mean, there were great groups in the 90s. Like, the 90s was just like a plethora of great music in all genres across the board. You know, of course, you have fails, but not as many fails in the 90s as you have now. So, this was fun. This was like a lot of fun. And, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, I, I know we're gonna get and, and guys, you know, definitely, uh, you know, you people listening, definitely hit us up because I know that we we probably overlooked some groups or missed out on some, or maybe there's a group that you know you were just really feeling back in the day, and you know you're just like, what about you know what about this group or you know this group when I listened to them, you know, I was doing such and such or. Yeah, whatever. So definitely hit us up on, on on Twitter. You can hit us up on our official Twitter account or hit us up individually, uh, you know, on Facebook. Definitely, uh, you know, we definitely want to interact with you. Definitely give us some feedback on it. So, um, because like I said, it, it was, when you think about it, it's four of us and then we have to come up with a list and we had to exclude, um, you know, we had to exclude, um, who do we exclude? Boys to Men, Oh, yeah, we had to exclude Boys to Men, Jodeci, and, and TLC. So we did that at the beginning. Right, so we did that at the very beginning because we just knew that, you know, that was going to be everybody. So that just made it even more difficult, you know, for what we had to do. So uh, to definitely hit us up. Um, we missed. So we still got a few minutes. Any other, uh, I guess, any other memories of, of the, the top five that, that we have? Man, so many. So Something many. that I don't want to share. No, no, I wants to share it. Okay. What's so funny was while you were talking, I was about to break out saying Mocha Steph, he's mine. Oh. <laughs> Thinking about me. That was the dumbest song ever. That was that what somebody number that's like uh somebody did a list of like top side chick anthems. And that was number one. <laughs> that was a side chick anthem. <laughs> he, might, he might be doing you, but he's thinking about me. Yeah, that was well. I, 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 hopefully, that list had uh, changing faces on there fooling around because that was a side chick anthem too. I think it did. It had the boy is mine with Monica and Brand. Yeah, we, uh, uh, what, what song was that? Uh, what song did we have on side chick anthem? Uh, saving all my love. <laughs> most, folks, most folks don't even realize, but saving all my love. She was talking about man. She was in love with Mary Man, but she was saving all her, all her love for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, oh. you know that that should be another future show. Just like songs that we would just sing along with. Now, as you've gotten older, learning the lyrics, you just kind of like, oh shit, I was singing about that. <laughs> oh man, I ain't gonna lie, I started singing "Stroking" when I was like a little kid. When I finally heard the lyrics as an adult, I was like, oh, they let us sing this. <laughs> I'd be walking around talking about clan cloud, clan cloud. <laughs> <laughs> it was just all the way fucked up. So your mom and it was in the background like, ain't she precious? Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. My mom used to get mad so tired because my dad would be listening to some blues, like some Muddy Waters or something, or some Howlin' Wolf or something like that. 
and then I'll be listening to it and I'll sing along to some of the lyrics and my mom get mad and be like, does he know what he's singing? And he like, and my dad used to be like, nope, but let him sing if he want to sing along to it. And then like years later, I'll, I'll catch on. I'd be like, oh, don't let your nature bend. Oh, that's what they talking about. Like, you didn't put, you know, you five years old, you talk, you know, you listen to a song talking about don't let your nature bend. You like, oh, you know, whatever. It's, it's a catchy line. And then when you get kind of ten years down the line, you just like, oh, that's what they talking about. It was like so, the thing was uh, every song talked about your nature rising, and you never knew. I never knew what making your nature rise meant until I got grown. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> like every song. <laughs> Basically, it. Yeah, we, we did have a lot of fun, and like I said, you know, we we know that there are some groups. Ted <laughs> mentioned Moke and Steph. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, you can go down the list, like 808 and 702 and, you know, Allure. Uh, I mean, you, next. Yeah, next. Yep. Forgot, oh. about, forgot about next. Too close. I forgot about them. <laughs> <laughs> so for real. So few fails. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for real. Yeah, so for well, they so for real. Now they, they only had what two songs. Yeah, that yeah. that one. Candy Rain like, and then uh, what was the other one? I don't know. Uh, every little thing I do is is like on your mind. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, skating ring joint. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that yeah. was. All right, so we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and and go uh, go to our pop tune segment. Um, well, on this one, we're going to do uh, kind of our honorable mention, and we're going to add the honorable mentions as our, uh, as our songs of the week. So, um, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is the last segment that we got going on, a serial number four. Um, you know, we do appreciate you, know, you guys listening in, and yeah, you know, like I said, this is this is uh, this is hopefully this is going to drive some discussion because you know we definitely all do have you know memories associated with certain groups, certain songs, certain CDs, you know, tapes or what have you. Um, you know, especially you know if you grew up in the '90s, you definitely have those memories. So, um, but we got a we have an honorable mention list. Uh, as you guys know, who have been uh, listening to us the uh, past few weeks, we have uh, at the end of the show we, we, we give you guys some pop tunes, uh, which is you know music they were kind of feeling or whatever. But yeah, what we're going to do um, this week is something a little different. Instead of having artists that uh, you know maybe undiscovered artists or artists we're feeling at the moment, we're going to kind of continue with the list 
that we have and we're going to do honorable mentions now each one of us has picked a group uh from the 90s that uh and a song with that group that you know didn't quite make the top five uh that we had uh but are definitely still worthy of, of being noted as being one of those uh of, you know really good groups of the 90s so uh, so, Ted, why don't you go ahead and give us uh, your first uh, song selection. All right, so this week, since I'm up first, um, I chose PM Dawn's um, I Die Without You. Uh, I think we all remember that song from the Boomerang soundtrack. And the placement of that song in that movie was just perfect. And uh, I remember watching that movie and going home and listening to that song and putting it on repeat for like two weeks. It's amazing. But uh, PM Dawn's comprised of uh, two brothers, Prince Baker. They went by Prince B and DJ Minimix. Um, and, you know, they had about two major hits. They had that uh, I Die Without You and then the Set Adrift of Memory. Um, and then it kind of faded away. Um, they, I, I think they had a lot of problems during the time in the industry trying to kind of break in. They were a lot like De La Soul in the, you know, that kind of alternative hippie look, hip hop. And people weren't buying it. They were trying to sell their ghetto shit like NWA and Ghetto Boys. So they struggled and kind of faded away. But yeah, so I chose. Said a drift no, I die without you. Die without you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. <laughs> so I think, Joe, I think you're next. <laughs> yeah, my, all right. So my pick, I picked, uh, I picked Shy as my, um, as my honorable mention. Um, you know, it's a, uh, a group from the '90s. Uh, I don't know much about their background. I do remember that, if I remember right, they went to Howard uh, University and. I believe two of them were alphas. I know one of them was an alpha, but I believe two of them were alphas. Because you know, my cousin Tim, shout out to my cousin Tim Anderson. Uh, yeah, he's, he, I remember that was one of his things. Like, yeah, look, we got alphas and, and you know, singing and blah, blah, blah. You know how, how alphas do. But uh, anyway, uh, Shy, they had a bunch of, uh, well, not a bunch. They had some songs. Um, you know, of course, we all remember If I Ever Fall In Love Again. You know, they had the acapella version and they had the, the slow mix version. Um, you know, they had Comforter, which was, you know, like I just talked about during the break. That Comforter was like the phone bonus song. You know, that was a song you had on your boom box and, you know, you're on the phone with whoever and got it turned, turned up just enough so you can hear it, but not enough to distract from the conversation. Um, but the song that I picked from Shy was uh, is Sexual. That song, it had the, the saxophone going on in the background and the, the slow, mellow beat and, you know, those song, those those melodies coming in, their harmonies, and it, it's, it's one of those, like, when you play that song, the intention is is very well known that something's about to go down. So, uh, you know, it's pretty much, you know, batting down the hatches and let's go ahead and get this party started, so... So that's the song that I picked from from Shy. One definitely one of my favorite groups from the from the night. Okay. All right. I, so, think, uh, I think I'm going next. Yeah. Yeah. Last. I go last. Okay. Um, my my group was Intro. Um, and my song is uh, Let Me Be the One. Um, Intro. I, I can't remember. I know I got the other two niggas' names written down, but we all remember Kenny Green. Uh, rest in peace. Um, but yeah, that was that was my song. That was my jam. They only had one album. Alicia <laughs> is laughing at me, y'all. <laughs> they actually had two albums. They had two albums. Oh yes, the second was up chain. 
Oh shit! Well, hell, I remember only one. My bad, but um, <laughs> guess I should have did my googles before I got started. But <laughs> but my song, yeah, is "Let Me Be the One." Um, their remake of "Living in the Sky" is man, probably far better than the original. Um, of course, uh, Stevie Wonder did the original of "Living in the Sky," but yeah, this this that's my jam. Um. But my song is Let Me Be the One. So hey, their ribbon in the sky was like ribbon in the sky at first first street Baptist church at ten AM service. They went to town. Uh, they went to town and they joined at the end. Uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they saw that song. Yeah. That shit that is the shit. That was the spirit. Man, we're moving all through the song. <laughs> But yeah, that's I, I just I don't know why I love Let Me Be the One so much, other than the other songs. It's just my shit. Um, it's just a song that I like to sing at ignorant ass levels, which I'll probably do um at the close of this podcast. So <laughs> um <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll let Anisha go next. All right. Um my choice was total tripping. I absolutely loved this song, I love this album, uh, Kima Keisha and Pam. Those are the names of the young ladies in total. And this album came out in 98. And this was like my freshman year in college. And I got some fun memories of freshman year in college. Mm. So this uh, was just like my, this is my get ready album. So. <laughs> oh yeah, tripping was the shit. Tripping was the shit. And it was just like, it was just, it was really good to see, or it was really different, especially when you're coming into yourself um, as an adult or as a young woman you're in college. And just music kind of like molded a lot of my mood and a lot of my personality. And this was just one of those albums that I really liked. I really enjoyed. It was fun. It wasn't anything that was just serious. It was just fun. Like it was just like good fun. You know, of course, it was some some things on there. I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> so, but it was good. <laughs> so, tripping was mine. So, yeah. Missy produced most. Of this. She did. She did. You know, it was it was bad boy, of course, but mm. Missy touched on it. I mean, it was good. It was. They had some really good. They had some songs. I was like, yeah. I think they had an interlude called Masturbation. I was kind of like. I girl, you know, I, I, all right. So it was just, you know, one of those albums that I was like, all right, I'm kind of feeling this. I don't know how to think about it, but I'm feeling it. So, but yeah, that's my that's my song selection of the week. All right, yeah, this has been uh, this has been really fun, and you know, um, the ones that you know, like I said, that didn't make it, you know, because we didn't even get into like the. Uh, you know the the silks. Um, you know, shout out to shout out to Little G, the lead singer from Tennessee State University. Um, you know, we didn't get into SWV. We didn't get into H Town, uh, One Twelve. You know, High Five. But any one of those groups could have definitely uh, made our list. And I mean, I, we can really, really, we could do a whole other podcast just on nineties R and B music. But you know. Um, yeah, maybe we'll do some. We'll maybe we'll do a part two down the line. You know, we'll see. But, uh, but it's definitely been fun and and uh, it's definitely been entertaining. And yeah, you know, like I said, definitely hit us up on on uh, you know catch us on Pie Beam now. Um, you know, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Um, you know, whatever. Use your Google. Whatever. 
<laughs> use your Googles. Yeah, use, your Googles. use your, hashtag use your Googles. So, um, you know, Google is there. It is it's there for us. So uh, definitely use it. Uh, and, you know, there's a song, and maybe there's a song from a group that, you know, that um, that we, we talked about and we discussed on the podcast that, you know, we didn't bring up, but maybe there's a song that, you know, you liked and, you know, we just, we never heard it or, you know, you just like it. So, you know, definitely interact with us. Um, you know, also, if you want to, you know, give us any feedback on the Republican debates, uh, you know, shout out to Subway. Um, you know, we, we're definitely here to listen to that, too. Um, yeah, so definitely hit us up as this has been another fun field uh, serial number four of the EPB broadcast, podcast, uh, however you want to call it. Uh, we're going to drink some beer. We're going to listen to some music. and um, Well, I ain't going to say what else we're going to do later on tonight with all this R&B music. But for, uh, for Bridget, you can catch her at BGRS. For Nisha, you can catch her at Bay Supreme. And for Ted, you can catch him at eclectic 1914 we appreciate him sharing his uh beatdown story with us from when he was pledging uh <laughs> yeah i'm joel jackson you can reach me at boomer four five six eight and uh we'll catch you next time holla holla
Hey 